Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I am Jonas. I'm Matthew. We are back after a temporary hiatus. Um, there was all sorts of turmoil uh, at the apartment. So and, much drama. We can't you know, even get into it. It's just a whole thing. You don't want to hear about it. Uh, but we're back, um, and we're not talking about the Idols record like last foreshadowed. Uh, you want to hear my thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, that's about it. That's all you need to know. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, but we're doing a very special uh, episode today. It is our uh, annual, first ever annual, first ever end of the year top ten albums of the year episode. Um, my brain loves to rank things. That's where. That's where, how I uh, cope with everything. I guess is I, I have to compare music to music and movies to movies and roommates to roommates. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna both give our top ten lists uh, one at a time, um, and uh, yeah, I mean we can just get into it from there. Yeah, not much setup for this one. Yeah, it's I mean, it, you know how it goes. Uh, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Um, I mean, I could. I guess I can warm up the room a little bit. All right, with my top ten, although. I just want to say that for my worst album of the year, <laughs> I put the Young Thug album. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you should know why. Yep. So, I'll get that out of the way. But, yeah. starting at... Well, do you mm, have honorable mentions? Honorable mentions? honorable mentions? Shit, I don't yeah. even... Maybe if you don't, that's fine. But there's um, there's some that I want to talk about that well, aren't in my top ten. I mean, I guess I, I, have, I ranked every album yeah. that I listened to this year. So yeah. I guess a couple that didn't break the top ten, but I still think should get a shout-out. Um, the new Silk Sonic record, we talked about it on the last episode. I thought that was pretty great. It didn't mm-hmm. make it in my top ten, but mm-hmm. solid batch of throwback soul tracks. It's fun. It sounds great. It's it's really um, it's really just a, a good, really good sound. A set of tracks that will it didn't disappoint me for sure. Yeah. And it had some of the biggest singles of the year on it. So uh, I'll definitely give that a shout out. Um, uh, Tyler the Creator's new "Call Me If You Get Lost." Again, a very solid, very fun, very kind of. Very Tyler the Creator, just yeah. kind of through and through. He didn't really do anything crazy, but super solid. A lot of great tracks on there. Very good, just like a rap album, you know. Not it doesn't break from that formula too much. Just a lot of good rap songs mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Black Country New Road for the first time. Didn't didn't make my top ten, but a great rock debut and yeah. it's very exciting. I'll definitely be checking out. What they do in the future. We They're... talked about all of those on the podcast. So true. We talked about a lot of music this year. It's a. It was a long year. <laughs> so, and I was looking back at some of the albums I listened to. I was like, those came out this year. Yeah. That yeah. feels like that was a long time ago. For sure. But um, all right. Number ten, I have the new Sloppy Jane record, Madison. Uh, Sloppy Jane is an artist signed to um, Phoebe Bridger's Satisfactory Records, which I think is cool. Um, I haven't really listened to a whole project that's come out of there. Um, this is the first one, but it, it really grabbed me. Um, it was recorded in a cave, which I think is 
not of my albums came out this year. Yeah. They were in a cave, <laughs> um, and it has a lot of live instrumentation, which I think is really nice. It's very like a baroque pop sounding, but I mean the the vocals and the songwriting are really what elevate this. It has like six, eight, ten minute songs on it. And they're really carried by great performances from from the lead singer. I, I keep forgetting her name, but from Sloppy, Sloppy Jane, Jane herself. <laughs> um, she just she has such a strong voice, and she does like these weird little like quirks here and there. And she'll like randomly start screaming, and that cave. Um, element really adds like the atmosphere and kind of the the mood and the tone of all the songs and just front to back just really solid and it's got a really like dark sense of humor um, I like it quite a bit I think it has a lot going for it and I will definitely be looking forward to more sloppy Jane output in the future really 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 solid um, and they're still like kind of a budding artist, I think. I think Most a lot of the, of the people on Satisfactory seem to be pretty new. And I think like my main issues with it were just like it was a little messy, you know. But yeah. hopefully in the future it'll be it'll be tightened down. Yeah. But great record. Um, number nine, I got Illuminati Hotties. Their new record, Let Me Do One More. Really, really fun set of of just indie rock bangers yeah. really not a miss on there um i love um what's your face you know her name oh at one point in time i did the um, lead singer she's got like this she'll do like this nasally singing voice she's got a very distinct voice which which it. really adds a lot to it um she'll do like these she'll do like these weird vocal inflections that really keep the track like sounding dynamic and fresh um, do you have her name pulled up? Sarah, no wait, yeah, Sarah Tudson. Tudson. She's funny on Instagram and Twitter. She seems she's like a funny, funny kind of person. She's very close with Lucy Dacus. Uh, that's a fun fact about her. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she's, she has, she obviously has like a very, very funny sense of humor, and yeah. that comes, that shines through on all the, all throughout the record. But she also writes some great songs, some catchy hits. Um, and very, I like the instrumentation quite a bit. It has a lot going on. Um, it doesn't, it's not just like kind of like indie rock, like background, yeah. like it'll really jump out at you. Um, a lot of the songs really, there are a couple that are like a little, they play it safe a little, but I think, I think they still come through with some great songs on those more safe tunes, but there's a lot of like experimental stuff all over this thing and I, I i think it's pretty great definitely one of the one of the best indie rock records of the year yeah and then um for number eight i have gumbo from pink sifu um really 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 good um like trap southern hip-hop record really like lush beds of like like 808 sub bass um it's it's really just like a love letter to the South, and I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's called Gumbo. He's he's trying to kind of like show that it's like it's kind of spicy. There's a lot thrown into it, but it's very like comfort food, 
and that's really what it is when you listen to it. If you're a fan of like Southern hip hop and trap, I think you'll love this one. And Pink Sifu has some great lyrics, some great performances. Um, I saw him perform some of these songs live, yeah. and that really added a lot to the whole experience. And it still has that like experimental edge that Pink Sifu has always had. He's put out like noise punk records. He's put out like boom bap, like kind of more jazzy hip hop records. And he does this southern hip hop trap sound really well. And um, definitely one of the best rap records of the year. And for number seven, this will be kind of crazy for you guys to listen to the podcast, but. I got Cavalcade by Black Midi. I know I gave it an A plus, but after thinking about it, yeah. I found some more like I found some things to dislike in it. So I don't know if I call it an A plus anymore. Wait, that was your that was your number seven spot. Number seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Because when we reviewed that, you were like album of the year, <laughs> which was like you know everybody does that, and it was like May. So it was like, like the middle of the year. A little bit of an early call, but like so yeah. I, I guess not album of the year. Still pretty high up in my list, <laughs> but um, but there's still it's still a crazy rock record. Um, the songs that I love, I still love, love, love like slow John Fifty ascending forth, still. Ugh. Amazing Ooh. songs, chills, <laughs> and I, I Black Midi is definitely one of the most exciting rock outfits right now. They continue to put out crazy stuff. I can't wait till they start putting out new singles for the new album rollout. The Greep, um, and it's just a bunch tamed. of like young guys, yeah. and I don't know if they're gonna go a completely new direction with the new album or if they're gonna keep the prog thing going. But I really like the prog thing that they're doing. I think. They're really good at composing, like, really dynamic, really interesting, really kind of in-your-face prog rock tracks. And with, like, a modern twist on it. It's not like that old prog stuff. It's like you have to, like, be into music theory to enjoy. It's just, like, like fun. And it slaps. All of the songs really slap. Yeah. So, yeah, great record. Probably not album of the year. Obviously not album of the year for me anymore. But yeah. I still stand by it wholeheartedly and then um for number number six i was kind of surprised by this one when i when i ranked it but uh smiling with no teeth um by genesis olusu i I revisited this a couple times and it grew on me it kept growing on me every time i listened to it just like he he can do it all really he Mm -hmm. produced this he there are plenty of singing parts that he's good at and there's plenty of rapping parts that he that he's good at it's just really versatile, and it's got some great songs on there. Uh, for like a debut record, this like this kind of checks all the boxes for Anytime me. Anytime I read something or heard something about this record, every single time people were like, hey, "Guys, this is his first thing," which is like album. true, valid. Like it's kind of incredible. Like, and he so potential and it's not like this album is one of those where i'm like oh he has like potential but he didn't really deliver on this one no great solid set of songs um you you ranked that above cavalcade i'm i'm very surprised crazy but when i when i when i just when i listen to it i'm like there really isn't like a a moment on here where i'm like "Eh," you know like he could have done more with this like really creative really dynamic production there's a lot of stuff on here that i haven't heard on any other rap record this year and it's got some great r&b parts it's got a couple like rock like punk tracks on it 
and boy can write a song like there's some really really good songs on here so yeah definitely one of the more exciting rap records of the year and i think that's why it's come like it's it's near the it's more closer to the top than i thought it'd be just because i'm like there's like an energy there's such a youthful energy here and i i'm really excited to see what he does in the future and then um, number five i got the new brockhampton album roadrunner it it like it makes it makes me happy knowing you for as long as I have and knowing how much you like Brockhampton to still know that Brockhampton can be in the you know in the top. Yes. I mean like, they're still putting yeah. out really good music. Yeah. Ever since ever since the saturation days, they really haven't put out like a bad album. Yeah. And this I think is their their best album in terms of like like flow of tracks and quality of production and kind of like like I've, I've said this before but i really like they used to kind of all be like posse cuts mm -hmm. whenever they would do songs like everyone would be on a track or at least most of them but what they're doing now like where they'll space out their appearances more i think i like more it feels more like a cohesive album and it's really more of an exciting listen because when a member comes on you're like yo yeah because it's, it's really cool. They feel more like features than like... Like Kevin is still on most of the tracks. And Matt shows up actually on a lot of tracks. But like when Merlin comes in, you're like, yo. And Bareface is like kind of all over this album. Same with Joba. Um, but I really like the direction they're going with the music. Um, they said they would put out another album this year. But I don't think they're going to do that. They have a week. <laughs> they keep saying they're going to drop Puppy, which is like... A release they were gonna drop like five years ago that they know that they canceled. I don't want that. I want new stuff. I don't want this. This is 2016 stuff. Well, the, like, but that makes me wonder. Like, uh, they said two albums this year, and then Brockhampton's like done. That makes me wonder if Brockham Brockhampton will really be done after the next album. Because like artists all the time be like, yeah, I'm like, done. Oh, I'm retiring, and then they never be done. No. I don't think they'll be done. I think they'll put it out and be like, hmm, actually, I think we'll keep making music. Yeah. Like, it might be a minute, yeah. but... Yeah, it would be cool to see some of them do, like, solo work. Like, I would... I'm, I really want to hear a, a solo Merlin album. <laughs> I want to know what that sounds like. Yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, Kevin has solo stuff, and yeah. Matt um, has... And Merlin, I think, put out, like, a song... He did, yeah. ...on his own this year, which I think is cool. Yeah. So, you know, they might, like, be kind of growing apart creatively, but... They came together with a pretty quality album yeah. this year. Has some of my favorite rap songs of the year on it. Um, yeah, Brockhampton's still definitely one of my favorite my favorite musical acts yeah. at the moment. Um, but above that, I got uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, a number four by Injury Reserve. Yeah, <sighs> really, I did not <laughs> expect what this album was i thought it would be kind of like a more like low-key like it was a more low-key um injury reserve album it didn't have like those in-your-face bangers that most of them do um but i definitely did not expect this experimental of an album or this like kind of chaotic and messy of a rap record and like it has a lot of guitars on it it's got a lot of like southern western kind of sounds to it but it's it's really great i think it's a really really fitting kind of people are calling it a eulogy to grogs yeah. and i think that that kind of fits 
because it's not really like a tribute. It's more of like a celebration yeah. of injury reserve sound and what Grog's brought to it. And it has some really, really good songs. The production is on another level with this one compared to other injury reserves albums. This is way, way more like layered and subtle. And, you know, it's just, it's not for everyone. I can definitely tell this is more of like a, an abstract hip-hop experience but even more abstract than i would consider a lot of abstract hip-hop records because there's not a lot of like groovy songs like there's a couple but there's definitely a ton that are like really really kind of like off kilter like when i heard knees i was like i did not expect that it's not like a banger really in the traditional sense but it it grew on me even yeah. after my initial review, which I gave it an A plus, but it like it grew <laughs> on me even more. Yeah. So yeah. Really, really good album from Injury Reserve. I'm glad um the passing of one of their members has not slowed them down or has not stunted them creatively. Yeah. They still got it. So that's good news. And then for number three I guess I'm a rap fan because <laughs> uh, for number three, I have JPEG Mafia's new album, LP, exclamation point. Um, I mean, JPEG Mafia, yeah. that's that's really all I got to say. I mean, <laughs> number three, LP by JPEG Mafia, reasons, JPEG Mafia. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's if, if you if you get... What I'm talking about, that's all I got to say. I, I understand. That's all I got to say. He, I get it. He only gets better as time goes on. Um, he he's His production is continually forward-thinking, really, really cutting edge. Um, but at the same time, he, does, he has great songs, great bars, great rapping style. Has some, has some great flows all over this thing. And, like, the songs, like, when he, like, writes, like, a, like a ballad... Those hit like Hazard Duty Pay is so good, mm-hmm. and that was Eric Andre's song of the year, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still got it. He's he's pretty much got an undefeated discography at the moment. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. That's all I got to say for that one. <laughs> um, for number two. I'm still a rap fan. <laughs> I got I got Haram by Armin Hammer. This is the album that got me into Armin Hammer, and thank God for it. Um, just just crazy. I mean, Billy Wood's r- lyrics and rapping, and Lucid's rapping, is unlike really anything else that anyone is doing. It has its own like like style and cadence and delivery that i can really only get from an arm and hammer record or like a billy woods project you can't really get this like this mood and this this style and this like this thick lyricism like you could you could just read these bars like by yourself yeah. you could just read the lyrics and you'll be like <laughs> spin yeah. you don't need like a catchy flow because like billy woods isn't like he's not like a speedy rapper he kind of <laughs> like just talks yeah his his bars are more like him just laying some facts down. Yeah, I it's just it's funny to me when I hear something like Haram, 
uh, with it has you know a lot of statements that I agree with in you know like a political and a, in a social way, and I like I I will listen to it, and then I'll be like, man, people really out here saying like J Cole is like the the rapper of of the pop what are you of like what about? people are so sad, <laughs> like every single verse on this thing is thick, yeah, substantive. You could you could just listen to one song over and over and get something new out of it every single time. And every single time I listen to it, I get something. And I haven't even mentioned the Alchemist kills it on yeah. every single beat. Yeah. He is crazy. He so, so many of the beats are really layered, really like like I've never really heard the Alchemist kind of front to back make beats that are this like trippy transcendental like hazy i think he really matches the arm and hammer sound quite well yeah and he uses samples really well i think throughout the whole thing no this, um, this was like i mean the alchemist puts out like eight different projects a year with different artists but this one felt like a, a labor of love yeah sure. i think he really was like honing in what sound he yeah. was gonna go for with this and i think it came out really really good so that's my number two. If you want, if you want to like feel like actual pain in terms of like a, a social aspect, listen to Armin Hammer, man. It just uh, every single one of their albums has something interesting going yeah. on. It re it really has got me into like this this kind of style of hip hop. Yeah. That's more like messy, but like grimy, really, really grimy. Which I, I think it's it's like it's my preferred hip hop sound. Like if your hip hop album doesn't have like some grime yeah. to it, I mean, what are you doing? You know? What are you? What are you? Wait, doing? Uh, that's why I don't listen to like Drake. <laughs> There's no. He's grime. just got like clean pop rap. I I just really can't do it. Okay. Okay. And big, then big big time. number one. Didn't really expect this at all, um, but this this was the album that grew on me the most for sure. Um, St. Vincent, Daddy's Home. Was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting either, but I, I, just, I kept listening to this thing over and over and over again, and just... Didn't that come out in January? It came out pretty early this year, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's always funny to me when my favorite album is like one that came out in the first like quarter of the year, because I'm like, you had the whole <laughs> year to impress you me. You had the staying power. But you did it. <laughs> um, I mean... Like, when I first listened to it, I was like, yeah, it's good, you know. St. Vincent can be, she's, she's good at singing and stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, just, this is the, the album of the year that has the most, like, consistent theme, most consistent mood. Like, it has, it's such, like, a throwback to, like, the 60s. Like, it's got, like, this very, like, old-school psychedelic sound. It's got a ton, a ton of sitar all over it. It's got a lot of like, like light drums. There's not a lot of heavy drums all over the thing. Um, it's very easy going for the most part. Um, but Saint Vincent commits to like creating that feeling, and every single song on this thing is like, it's very dynamic, very unique. And it all fits the theme, and it's it's a really cool concept, like that whole like her father was in jail, and she's starting to like see, 
her father and herself and there's also like a sexual angle to everything that's going on because there's a lot of like love songs then there's plenty of songs that are just about her dad and then there's plenty of songs that are about her and her struggle with her dad being in prison and all that and I mean St. Vincent still got it I mean after all this time she can still write songs she can still write the hell out of a song yeah. and there are really there really aren't any low points on this whole thing just every single song has like this warm bed of like psychedelic guitars and drums and synths and it all just comes together so I think perfectly I really think this is a perfect album yep. so yeah that's my there top it is. 10 list Matt's top 10 yep and now he'll he's like done listening 60% to the music forever of, uh, 60% of them are rap albums okay, but well okay I, I get that and what I, can you do but like you know? the whole reason like the, the whole pipeline for like you and me is like it took rap to get us into like everything else which is like weird but definitely not a rare case nowadays and, and this year I was like I haven't listened to, like, because for most of, like, the last half of 2020, I was really only listening to, like, rock and, like, folk music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to get back into rap music this year. And I think... There's I, a lot of good rap music. I, and year. there were there was plenty yeah. to to satisfy me. Yep. So I'm, I'm just, glad. I know, like, I just said this when we talked about Arm & Hammer, but, like, there was so much good, like, alternative hip-hop, if that's what you want to call it. This year, and still people, and I this doesn't surprise me, but still people, <laughs> the whole, like, thing for, like, three months was, like, which is better, Certified Lover Boy or Donda? Like, there's so many other things you could Can listen you, like, to. like, listen to other Literally anything else. I can't believe this. All right. My turn. All right. All right. I, I, this, this, is, this is the first time since our Haley Hendrix episode, which was episode one. That mm -hmm. I've written any type of notes. <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's see if my if I'm a little bit more cohesive and cognizant. Yeah, my, my mine was a little like I was riffing at scarce thoughts. I feel like I probably still will be too. I, I still talked for sentences. twenty minutes. Well, though. we did an intro for like, well, four minutes. Yes, yeah, I talked four. for I, twenty minutes. That's fine. I figured this would be a little longer. All right, so um, I'll start with honorable mentions, uh, in no particular order. Uh, Roadrunner by Brockhampton. I think it's their best album. Um, yeah. I really liked it. I didn't revisit it a whole lot later in the year, though. I just felt like there was other stuff that I was more interested in, but it's still really good. Um, Ultra Pop by The Armed. Uh, this is not one that I've talked about a whole lot in a lot of settings, uh, which is why it's in the honorable mentions, I guess. <laughs> but a uh, crazy powerful punk record. Like, it's just, like, so loud and in your face. And I listened to this, like, at the beginning of the year, and it kind of felt like it, like, ripped the skin off of my skull and let me listen to a lot of louder stuff later in the year. It was a very good, like, mm -hmm. palate cleanser, got me started. Has the song um, All Futures, which is, like, top five songs of the year. That song's <laughs> so good. Um, awesome. It's so good. Uh uh, okay, I wanted to talk about this one because I really wanted to put this in my top ten, but I just can't. Um, the two EPs that Soup Kink, which is a ATL local band that I have interviewed and talked with, uh, I wanted to put them in my honorable mentions. They didn't have an album out this year, which was another reason I would have felt weird putting it in the top ten. But they released Soup for My Family and Soup is a Weapon, 
two EPs this year. Both really, really good. Both really, really different. One was like kind of just like alt rock. Like uh, the first one, Soup for My Family, was like an EP adapted from a lot of older folk songs that their previous band did, and they repurposed them. And then Soup is a Weapon is like this like crunchy guitar, like or crunchy garage rock sound. Crunchy guitar. Yeah, you know. I know what you mean. Uh, but Soup Kink. They're great. They're all great guys. I really like them, and I'm really looking forward to like a full release uh, that hopefully will be coming up in 2022. Uh, and my last honorable mention, Drunk Tank Pink by Shame. Uh, just a good like post-punk record. I really liked it. It was fun. Yeah. I, I like listened to it, thought it was okay, didn't listen to it for a few months, came back to it, and I was like, this is a really good record. Um, all right, my actual list. Number 10. Um... This is kind of like my wild card spot. Uh, Escapades by Gaspard Auger, um, which I still, after all this time, don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, he ain't listening. <laughs> um, like an electronic record. Like I, I and, and I listened to this because of Dakin, who we've had on the podcast. Uh, he, he told me to listen to it because he was into it. And I'm putting it on my list because I really, really do like this record, and it is not something I would listen to on my own, like, without prompting ever. But I'm very glad I did, because I feel like, just like I said for Ultra Pop, like, this is a really good, like, like stepping stone. It lets me realize, like, oh, there's always going to be stuff in every genre that I like. I just have to find it. So it gets my 10th spot uh, for broadening my horizons, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Number nine, uh, Evening with Silk Sonic by Silk Sonic. Um, perfect homage. I know I said that in the last episode, but like this album like is so just cool. It's yeah. so cool to me. Um, it's cool in the same way that when I see a movie that uses like old film cameras on purpose is cool. Like you know what you're doing. You're being cheeky, but you're making it work and you're doing it really well. And Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars are so sexy. They're just they, yeah. I mean, they everything that is done in this record is so intentional, the, and they know exactly the outcome that the, it's the main have. thing is that they did it really well. They like did it, it could have so it could have well. been really like cringe, uh-huh. but they did it really well. They did it really well, and I love it. Um, smoking out the window. It's just so good. Banger. It's so good. Banger. Yeah. Um, Number eight, uh, Glow by Alice Phoebe Lou. Um, I I listened to this record. This was like my like fourth most streamed album of the year, I think. Um, but it's lower on the list because, to be honest, doesn't really do like a lot of crazy inventive things. But at the end of the day, the genre, the music that I always fall back to is this like indie rock sound. Mm-hmm. That she's doing like this almost like, you know, like 60 years ago, it would have been like in a jazz parlor, uh, but it's like this modern feel to it instead. And like, it's really just like, this is my comfort music and I love this album. It did it better than basically anything else this year. Um, and Alice Phoebe Lou actually just released another album like two weeks ago, which I don't know how you can do two albums in one year. That's crazy, but I, studio. I, uh, I haven't listened to that. I've only listened to it once, but it sounded good too. But this, this glow was this. such a good album. Um, 
Number seven looks a lot like your number seven, uh, Cavalcade by Black Midi. Dang. Um, I mean, just like crazy good rock music, you know? Like, crazy. Like, this is like, I feel like they are very much representative of like where people our age want rock music to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you have your your mainstream people making rock music that like you play well like we don't but like you know like you play because you're like oh my parents music kind of sounds like this like i'm talking like black keys and stuff like that that. that's that's shitty rock music sorry stinky in my opinion i guess i should clarify in this humble music reviewer's opinion yeah um but this cavalcade by Black Midi, this is good rock music. They are this doing some crazy stuff. stuff here. And they're so young. Like, they're I so don't young. Get it. They're so talented already, and uh-huh. they're they're like twenty. I'm not gonna call Black Midi the Beatles because I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but I think of it in a similar way of like every time someone talks about the Beatles, they're like, and they were like, they were like twenty four, twenty five. Like Black Midi's the same way. They're like, definitely how can pushing you have the envelope this many ideas this early in your career and in your life you know like they're they're gonna be doing things they're gonna be i sure hope so i hope it isn't like they burn out really soon and they're like they are the kings of their corner of the music right now like for sure they are so on top no other like like young crazy alt-rock band doing what they do they like everybody knows black midi and everybody respects the hell out of black midi and they deserve that i think they do um, number six, LP, Let's go. Point by JPEG Mafia. Um, I said, uh, the full package in one artist, cause that's what Peggy is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're looking for like a one man machine, one guy who can do it all, who can clean it up, uh, you are looking for JPEG Mafia. And kill it. Yeah. Like he does it so well. And this is definitely his best project. Like, I think without a doubt, it's so good. And the fact that, like, in my opinion, I think he's gotten better with each release. Like, I prefer Cornballs to to Veteran, which is, I think, a little bit of a hot take. They're also very different. But, like, I was like, well, you know, LP, what side of the coin is it going to be on between, like, the Veteran sound or the Cornball sound? It's not a coin anymore. We the middle of the coin. He's got. We the middle of the coin, bro. He got. He got something completely fresh. He was like, "No, I'm doing new stuff," um, and he just he outperforms himself and he outperforms everyone else. Uh, he just I don't know. He's such a he's such a character and such a and a good character, you know. Like I, I think the and the main thing that I admire about this album is that. He was like, yeah, I'm done with the labels. Like, he put out the yeah. label version yeah. online, and then he put out the non-label personal on Bandcamp, and yeah. he was like, I'm done with labels. I'm only doing... And he'll be completely fine, because yeah. he has such a dedicated fan base. He's, he don't need a label. Yeah. He And just like just like I said about Black Midi, he is the king of his corner of hip-hop, you know? Like, there's a lot of different... Everybody know Peggy. Yeah. Know. There's a lot of different corners of hip-hop, but, like, of the, like, weird experimental people... JPEG Mafia reigns supreme. Like everybody's like, you gotta get, you gotta get Peggy in on this. You know, uh-huh. uh, if you get a Peggy feature, you know <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna bring it home. He has never done a bad feature ever, ever. Um, number five, 
Halfway. Me, uh, Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Love this album. Clean. Loved it when it came out. Still love it now. Um, and I know what I said about uh, Glow in terms of like indie rock, but what I love about Jubilee is it is indie rock, but within the within the context of indie rock, it is I feel like pushing like Michelle Zahner of Japanese Breakfast is pushing the indie rock sound to its limits. You know, like she does. She has a very distinct feel, and it weighs into, like, other genres and other motifs. But at the end of the day, she's making, like... I think she's making the best indie rock right now. Like, nobody is, is doing what she does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's a very sweet record. I mean, like, you know, leading single called Be Sweet is, you know, very so fitting. True. Um, but it's still like it's sweet in a way that doesn't make it feel like artificial. It's not saccharine sweet, you know. Yeah. It's like it's good, genuine emotion, and like it makes it makes me happy. I love this album. And Indiana song. Indiana song. So, w. Kokomo, big deal. Um, but yeah, like there's not a weak track on Jubilee. There's not. Um, and if there's not a weak track on my number five, there's not a weak track on fourth to one. <laughs> no more. Uh, number four, By the Time I Get to Phoenix by Injury Reserve. I did not expect to like this more than the JPEG Mafia record, but I do. Um, yeah. And I re-listened to this yesterday uh, to confirm that. I had to like double check, listen to them. By the Time I Get to Phoenix is so good um, because it it's... Very impressive in terms of production. Um, I think just as bit, uh, just like every bit as impressive as LP is, mm-hmm. and this one has that like emotional depth to it that I personally really like in in a lot of the music I listen to. And um, you know, obviously, unfortunate that it comes at the cost of losing uh, Grogs, but. Um, this is Injury Reserve's best project. That's like a common yeah. theme for like most everything on this list. It's like it's artists that I've already been familiar with, and it is they're out there killing their discography. Everyone like brought it this year. I know. I don't know what's. It up was with such it. a good year for everyone music. Everyone literally brought it. It was so good. Um, but like, yeah, like outperformed anything they've ever done. Um, and this this is the direction I want my hip-hop that i listen to to sound like i want it to sound like this you know like i I, uh, there's obviously other sounds that i like a lot Mm -hmm. but like this this is my this is my suite when it comes to like the hip-hop i want to hear i loved this record i loved it knees one of the best songs of the year i i could do like a top 10 songs of the year list knees would be towards the top yeah um so good uh number three did not expect this one, even though it's really high on the list. Uh, for the first time by Black Country New Road. This was my number one for like for a minute, like eight months. For it was a like minute. eight months, it was my number one. Now it's my number three. Ooh. So dethroned twice over. Dethroned. It's a Black Mini reference. <laughs> um, it's I. The note I wrote for this was White Boy Jams, because um, that's that's definitely feels like and what it, it is. White boy jams. It is White Boy Jams, but. I loved this record because, especially for the first few months I was listening to this, 
I felt very connected to the context of it. Um, and I still do to a heavy degree, but especially in February, March, April, the whole like feeling like, you know, a lot, but you at the same time know you're very ignorant being like a young person. Um, it's called being woke. Yeah. This album's woke. <laughs> this, this album's woke. Um, but like, it, it perfectly encapsulates, like, the ignorance of youth and being, like, aware of how ignorant you are and being pissed about that and, like, wanting to act like you know more, but you know you don't know more. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very wise in that way. Um, it's like, I am I am a serious person, but I won't take myself too seriously, you know? I, that's how I feel this record, that's what I feel like it communicates and that really resonates with me. And sunglasses, holy shit, that song is still so good. Um, it's not my song of the year. It was for a long time as well, but it's probably my second favorite song of the year. I love sunglasses. Um, it's such a good track. Which brings me to my number two. This record went toe-to-toe with that Black Country New Road record for a long time. I couldn't decide which I liked more and they both ended up getting beat out in the end. But yeah. it was it was a it was a very difficult choice for me. I became birds by Home is Where. Very quick, like twenty minute record. Um it's like a Midwest emo punk, like fifth wave uh, emo rock record. <laughs> I don't understand all the waves. I know this oh, one's fifth no. wave, though. I'm killing myself. <laughs> um, I know what that means. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> um, but uh, Florida band, Home is Where, making Midwest emo rock. Um, I ended up going with this record over the Black Country New Road record because it does have my favorite song of the year. Um, Conjoined Twins, Long Distance Conjoined Twins. I always mess up the title because all the titles on this album are are really long and and kind of funny, but meaningful. Um, But uh, it's it's so digestible because it's like 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an EP originally. It's not. It's an album. Uh, They made it very clear that this is a full-length album. Um, And it's like, at first listen, you think it's like nonsense lyrics Mm-hmm. And it's still like bangers front to back. Yeah. Um, and then like you read into it and you keep listening and you do a little research on the band. I'll tell you what this record is about because it's very specific. It is a it is about uh, it's about figuring out your your trans identity, uh, and that is coded through a story of conjoined twins who were born into the Church of Scientology and Mm. separated at birth. And their journey of trying to find each other again and reconjoin using the membrane of a sea cucumber Mm -hmm. all during the end of the world. That's like... And and they like, do that in 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they do it really well. And, like, the the lead singer is so, like, the lyrics are so potent. Like, when you realize how, because it's about her story, like, her her journey in, in discovering her identity and, like, coming to terms with that and, like, the fallout therein with 
you know, friends and family and, mm. and, and self-image and everything. Um, it's a beautiful record. It's so beautiful. Um, and I, like, I've listened to this, like, in the last, like, three weeks almost every day because it's just, like, in and out. Simple. Yeah, and it's so good. Um, I cannot wait for their next release. Uh, they say they've been cooking up. That's so, what they say. You know? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and number one. Who could have guessed this one? Nobody who, who nobody knows. I've kept this a closely guarded secret. Sinner Get Ready by Lingua Ignota. Yo! Um, I listened to this album, I like, I, I think, hundreds of times. Like you, I, you got into Lingua Ignota, like, in September, and you were in, like, the top... One one hundredth of a percent of her listeners. Yeah. Yep. In like three months. Yeah. How did you do that? Because I all I did for like definitely the month that this record came out, like that first thirty day period. How did you do that? That was like all. That was it. How did you do that? And then when I was done with Sinner Get Ready, I was like, what about her other records? And then I did the same thing How with did those. You do that? How it was did you do that, it man? was constant rotation. How did you do that? Constant rotation. Um. And this record, at the end of the day, I picked this record because it, it, it was so important to me because it is genuinely unlike anything I've ever heard, ever. Um, and I had a lot of records like that this year. I listened to more music this year than I've ever listened to in a one-year span, which was my goal. Uh, that's what I set out to do. I listened to like 80 new records this year. Like, of 2021 releases only. Mm -hmm. And that's not accounting for the other stuff we listen to on the podcast and stuff I listen to on my own. Mm -hmm. I listen to a ton of stuff. And I have never heard anything like this record. And I've heard some stuff that is, is reminiscent of it since then because I listened to this. And um, it's opened a lot of doors just like, you know, Escapades did. But, like, in a much different way. I, like, it is such a treat to hear something after you listen to so much music, you hear an album and you're like, "This is a new experience." This is new. This is like I haven't felt this about music before, and that's very rare. Like you get albums that you love still. Like I love everything that I put on this list, but like none of it was like, "This is a new feeling about music," mm -hmm. and that's what Sinner Get Ready was for me. And like I can get into specifics about why. Like, the album is so good. Like, it's really inventive with its instrumentals. It, like, melts into that, like, Pennsylvania landscape, which, like, again, I guess I'm a little bit biased towards because, like, I have family from that area and, like, I'm familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's it's the most emotionally raw of anything I put on this list, especially considering uh, the recent... Um, stuff that Kristen Hazer has said about um, Alexis Marshall from Daughters and, like, given a lot more context to this record, and it's heart-wrenching, and it's all very honest and difficult. But that's all true, and that's all factored into why it's my number one. But this was an experience for me, yeah. and I haven't gotten that in a really long time from, like, pretty much any media so this record will always be important to me. I know it will. I'm not afraid to say that even like this early on in quotation marks. But mm -hmm. Sinner Get Ready is unlike anything 
I have heard, and I am so thankful that I was able to hear it. Like, it feels like I am lucky for being able to hear this record. Thank you, Mommy. Did you say something like that? <laughs> I, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my list. Um, such a good year for music. Honestly, like Such a good year. <laughs> maybe like, this is because the first year where front to back I've been invested in the music scene. Yeah, but yeah, I but, like I I I have to believe that like some of it's for like people being pent up for a year, so they like had nothing but time to use to create stuff, and I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's a lot of different factors, but oh my goodness, like 2018, great year for music. I remember that. I was like, during 2018, I was like, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. 2021, oh my goodness, people like went nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the like third worst record I have this year is like a five out of ten on my list. Yeah, uh, like which is why I didn't I didn't want to be like my ten worst records of the year because if yeah. I went up that far, like. A beginner's mind would be on there. And I liked that album <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah no, I I didn't hear a lot of stuff that I didn't like this year. I mean, there was some stuff that I listened to that I knew I wouldn't like. I guess as like a to establish a baseline. I'd hate uh, Certified Lover Boy. I think that album's trash. But I knew that would be the case. That Justin Bieber record is the most boring thing I've that ever was heard. Pretty trash. I knew that that would be the case though. I mean, there's some stuff that I heard that I was, like, disappointed in. Like, that new The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. Didn't like that record. I didn't listen that to was, that. You, there's no reason to. <laughs> well, there's a song called Infinite Josh, which is kind of funny because of oh, our friend Josh. named Josh. That would be funny regardless of who <laughs> named Josh. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't, there's just yeah, I mean, so much and good stuff. A lot of the stuff I listened to this year was... Um, not released this year, so yeah. I guess it'd be kind of cheating. But I mean, I listened to a ton of good stuff this year, yeah. and I, I I know I'm just scratching the surface still. Yeah, I'll probably just be scratching the surface forever. Yeah, that's forever just, that's as it. long as I'm alive. The name of the game, you know, because new music will continue to come out while I'm revisiting the old stuff, and yeah. then I'll have to listen to new stuff, and then I'll miss more old stuff. Yeah, this, this, and that. That's I. That's what I think is interesting about you and me. Is I feel like I focus a lot on new releases. I mm -hmm. don't know why. It's just what I gravitate towards. And you focus a lot on like going back and diving into things. Because um, there's like I'll hear about like this group that has like a classic or that yeah, have multiple yeah. classics, and I'm like, well, guess I have to listen to all of their music. Yeah, I did I, that for yeah. the Strokes this year. I did that for Bjork this year. I did that for Talking Heads this year. Yeah. I did it for um, did the cure. You the did, cure. Uh, New order. New order. The new order was the heaviest phase, right, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why new order stuck with me more than it did. I listened to like four Arctic Monkeys records this year <laughs> for literally no reason. Yeah. I thought all of them were okay. Yeah. Well, I thought their first one was okay, and then it kind of just dropped off after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really do that for any... I did that for Fiona Apple this year. I've I've That's heard good. a few Fiona Apple records, and this year I was like, I gotta hear everything. I, I listened to um to Idler Idler Wheel, yeah, and um and 
Win the Pawn? Not Win the Pawn yet. I still haven't listened to it. Extraordinary <sighs> Machine. Oh, right, yeah. This year. No, I, I I did like a deep dive into all of her stuff. When the Pawn, I think, is still my favorite. I probably got to listen to it. I, I'll, I'll have to go back and do it. For like, um, but I'm... <laughs> I did like... I did a pretty... Uh, noticeable dive into Death Grips this year, which is a loser sentence, but like, I uh, I definitely got more into they're some Death Grips. They're freaking stuff. good, yeah, dude. Yeah, they're good. I like. There's a reason. I was always like, yeah, Death reason. Grips is like lame. They're just loud and scream and stuff. Nah, they're real. They're good. good. They're real good. Um, what else? What else did I? Um, I mean, I had a pretty like heavy. I don't even know what you'd call it, but like. Towards the end of the year, like October, November, I had a pretty heavy phase where I was listening to like Surf Curse and Teen Suicide and Current Joys and all of that. And so that, like white girl music. Yeah, I was like, this is a weird phase that I'm in right now. <laughs> I'm listening to all girl music. <laughs> so we gotta get me out of here. I enjoyed it though. I really liked That's a lot good. of the stuff I heard. But That's like good. when I when I knew there was a problem problem in quotation marks but when uh uh spotify's main playlist that they kept trying to push on me with the algorithm uh-huh. was called sad girl i think i was like this is funny <laughs> this is funny yeah yeah i got i keep getting one that's called the kids are not all right <laughs> every time i see that i want to kill myself <laughs> i'm like shut up i'm not a loser i have a job um, spotify I'm glad I've I've never gotten the one that says you're the main character, because then that would be it. I think I would stop living after that one. (laughs) Um, I did a lot of, like, I mean, like, I did a lot of everything this year, it feels like. I listened to, like, a lot of new stuff. I really tried to push myself, and I think I succeeded in that. Because, like, at the beginning of the year, and I still kind of say this, but when people are like, well, what kind of music do you listen to? My stock response now is, well, I'd like to give anything a chance. Because I hate when people are like, I'll listen to anything, because that's not true for most people. But, like, I would like to give anything a chance, but then I clarify by saying, like, but I mostly listen to, like, indie rock and hip-hop. I don't know that that's even true anymore. Like, I, I really did feel like I I diversified my portfolio, if you will. So good. Yeah. Because you're a music critic now, man. you got to have the professional got palette, man. Got to. You can't be like, I don't listen to electronics. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, I, I, I found... A lot of music in like in genres and categories this year that a year ago I'd be like I won't listen to that I just I, won't. I literally got into Aphex Twin this year. Yeah, can you believe that's, that's that? Huge. Can you believe huge, that? Because after listening to the 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 stupid dumb bad electronic, yeah, that that was trash. Yeah, it was so trash. I was like, is there good electronic or do I just dislike this genre like this like no, house? But no, I listened to Against All Logic, which I thought was good, and yeah. I listened to Aphex Twin, which I thought was really good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I, that was a, just a bad electronic yeah. record. Huge year for Shushu for me, honestly. I noticed that. Like, like Shushu is probably like my second biggest like breakout artist this year after Lingua Ignota, obviously. Yeah. But like, I listened to a lot of Shushu this year. I love Shushu. Yeah. They are so I remember, good. Yeah, I remember I was like. Hey man, I'm ordering girl with a basket of fruit, and you were like, "What?" <laughs> and then you listen to a promise, and you listen to I love or what, what's it called, fabulous muscles, uh-huh. and you listen to. Um, did you listen to like Forget and Twin Peaks? No, I listened to I I listened to their new one, and that's good. I listened to a promise. I listened to fabulous muscles and girl with basket. Yeah, girl with basket of fruit. Those were my main ones this year. 
all good. All good. True. All like really and good. The Twin Peaks one is really good, and yeah. uh, Forget is really good. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I like, will. I will eventually finish out the discography. They've been, they've been putting out good stuff yeah. for a long they, time. They. I don't know how their signing works. I I need to look into it. Shushu's got a long history, obviously, but they had a stint with Grayface Records, which is a Savannah, Georgia record label, and they have their mm-hmm. own store, um, which is pretty cool. I don't know. That, that's weird to think that Jamie Stewart was in the same state as me or something, you know? I don't know. He all over the place. He is. He is all over the place. I would, If someone came up to me and was like, Jamie Stewart's in that room right now. Do you want to meet him? I would say no. That would scare He's me. He's a little scary. That would scare me. Um, I mean, if you, you hear his music and you're like, this guy's a little scary. Yeah. No. He even when he makes like like regular sounding music that isn't like hurting you, he's still like yelping and screaming yep. in it. So you're like, oh, yep. Like I, <laughs> one time I put on a promise. Like this was like the third day I had heard it, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna just like sit in my bed at night and listen to this, and I put it on like a low volume, and I just kind of like laid there, and um. Uh, what's the what's the the actual song title? Um, it slipped my mind. But the one about Sad Pony Gorilla Girl. No, 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 no. Sad no. Pony Gorilla Girl. I I love. You got that, that one already. Yeah. Um, Walnut House, where like the like end of the song goes into this like cacophonous percussion, and he just says, "Don't worry, mom. Don't worry, mom. Don't worry, mom. Don't worry, mom." And I like shot out of bed. I was like, turn it off. He I'm so scared right now. Music. I'm so scared. He makes scary music. He does. And it's so good. Uh, Horrorcore. It's so good. He makes mumblecore. So true. He makes mumblecore music. Yeah. Shushu is one of, like, thanks to 2021, Shushu is easily one of my favorite bands. Like, I can say this in confidence. Um, I guess I should mention... I mean, I listened to that Arm & Hammer record, and I yeah. said it got me into Arm & Hammer, but, like, I was bumping Arm & Hammer and Billy Woods yeah. heavy for, like, several months. Like, every day I would turn on, like, Checkpoints or any single song off of Hiding Places or, I think, no, that's probably my favorite Billy Woods, but, like, um, History Will Absolve Me is yeah. really good. That's um, a very good record. Um, Known Unknowns is really good. Freaking paraffin from Arm and Hammer is so good. Yeah. Probably better than Haram, but Jesus, yeah. so good. good I mean, he he has a very impressive catalog. He has continually been super unique and underground. Like he's been really underground for a long time. Yeah. The whole like Earl sweatshirt stuff is getting them a lot of. It's boosting lately, them a little bit, which is like fine because Earl does the same kind of music now. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of exciting to me. Like the, the, no, I, the, I hope like they get boosted a little bit, real. and they can like they can get because they. I mean, they landed the Alchemist as an exclusive producer. This so was I mean, like, it was like a big year. So for them, they obviously say. like are known and yeah. have it yeah. in the industry. But you know, I, we went to one of their concerts, and it was like it's really like a hundred dudes in a room. But yeah, it was yeah. really cool. We saw an opening band there called the Family Orchestra. Shout out to the Family Orchestra. Shout out Give Family them, Orchestra. Check them out on Spotify. All one word. Really all energetic. Lowercase. Really youthful. Very fun. F- just fun. That was rap. Songs. That was another thing this year is I listened to I like made a conscious effort to try and find a lot more like local music. That's fun. Yeah. It's fun finding like good local musicians. And I wanna definitely like 
if not that we have like a strict outline for this podcast because it's very casual, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like if that's that's one thing that I would like to try and do more of next year since we're gonna keep doing this is like actively look into finding more local musicians and mm-hmm. seeing if we can like talk to them and stuff. Because like I talked to Soup King, I talked to Family Orchestra, and I talked to Caden Geyer, solo yeah. artist. And that was so much fun for me, that like project I did, because I was like, this is just people talking about music and they like I love hearing people talk about music. I love hearing people talk about music who make the music. Yeah. Like, that is a cool experience. No, I, I was hoping we could, at some point, get someone on the podcast who, like, makes music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this is... It's been a good year for for music. For me. And for real, music in general. We, like, we were at a party and we met a guy who's who is, like, a show. Yeah. And... Their, the name of their group is the Corduroy Blue. Yeah. And the music sounds professional. Like, yeah. really yeah. professional. I mean, that's, like, as we as we get older, I guess, uh, when we meet people who make music now, it's all, like, legit. And I'm so used to hearing people it's be like, like, I make school. music, and <laughs> I listen like to it, and I'm anymore. like, this sounds like dog shit. It's not like they're, like, rapping and yeah. stuff. Like, no. It's, yeah. They're, like, people, they get, like, produced, like, they pay for a producer. People to, take their craft seriously. And I love it. I love it so much. No, I, I enjoyed this year in terms of music. Yeah. Definitely was keeping it afloat for yep. a while. Yep. Music so, carried. Music carried. And I'm sure it will next year. Yeah. I mean, there's all, like, if you're willing to sift, you're always going to find something that you Yeah. Like. And I'm sure I'll find old stuff that I yeah. love. I come to, Did I think I was going to get it? so into new order in the middle of the year yeah. no but i did and that might happen next year with some other band from like the 80s who knows yep. there's a lot you gotta you gotta have a pixies face so we can talk more about pixies yeah. i love pixies i got like i got like a little i got like secondhand smoke from your pixies phase yeah that was like late last year though kind of true but yeah gotta gotta to put see. respect on it. i don't know i'll check all right um well we've been talking for an hour um, well, if anybody's still listening, I don't... I guess, um, for those of you that listened for the whole year, I'm very grateful. I am too. And we always make jokes that it was one person, but it was more than one person. It was a couple more than that. And I, I, we do this for ourselves, obviously, it's fun for us, and it's, I, it's a, it's a really good, I think, and maybe you disagree, it's a mm-hmm. really good, like grounding moment for you and me as roommates to just sit down and talk about music for a while and I will always appreciate that it's very special to me but it's also fun knowing that some people are like some people I want to hear what they think (laughs) like it's kind (laughs) of cool (laughs) like no way are we interesting at all I got I got nothing to say I'm like oh like the beat was good (laughs) that's all I got um but yeah I am I'm truly grateful to anybody and everybody who listened yeah um, Next year, more people got to join us. More people we'll got to get on here talking well, about Yeah, I mean, we definitely will try and get more guests yeah. on the podcast because that's always fun. But, you know, hopefully we'll get some more listeners, you know. It'd be yeah. cool to have, like, a bigger audience. That would be fun. I don't think we are ever going to blow up, obviously. No. and I don't care about that. Because you know? I, I came to terms with that before we started the podcast. Yeah. I was like, we are never going to get big. No. But... But it's it's fun. It's fun. I just like hearing people talk about music. 
at the end of the day. That is fun. Yep. All right. Um, it's been a great year uh, for the podcast and for music and, and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a good good point to end, and we'll say see you next year. One a week is coming back next year yes. for sure. Yep. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys.